Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for letting us into your ears today. Andy Grammer's here. I'm excited. He has created some of my favorite songs. Plus, he has a bunch of new ones on the way and a tour that's just starting. Okay, let's just get into it. Please subscribe to our podcast, share with those you care about. And a reminder that all of these interviews happen first and live on Amazon's AMP. It's a brand new radio service, commercial free music, power of radio. It's in your hands, only with AMP. It's pretty cool. Details are in our bio. Andy Grammer. Let's talk to him. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach. Dan is here. Yo. And we welcome to the studio, Andy Grammer. Woo! I mean, what's going on? Honey, I'm good. Oh, good mm-hmm. to be here. Are you done? Are, are you over people utilizing the, the titles of your songs in like basic, whatever conversational manner? Everybody do whatever they want. I'll tell you what I'm over. <laughs> what? As long as there's not, and I, I hope you don't have one, but if you do, I'll still play it. Some sort of grammar quiz. Oh no, no, like, no, no! That the f- is the that's I'm over that. Oh, like no. Andy grammar quiz. <laughs> yeah, mm, like it. that's the low hanging fruit of going to do an interview with someone, <laughs> where they're like, "We've got a grammar quiz for you," and I'm um, like, "I'll do." Listen, I'm here. Yeah, but how is that entertaining? They, they, they go, Andy, I'm going to give you a sentence. Yeah. Tell me where the comma's missing. But if people want to use my songs uh, cleverly, I'm in on that. Um, I I never really understand. Do you talk to a lot of people that don't, that are over their big songs? Well, I, well, yeah. Well, there's, everybody's different, right? No two artists are ever the same, but they are cut from a similar cloth. I found that. Yeah. And yes, depending on the artist, they will be over their songs. So they'll have certain songs that they're just done, they're done with. with yeah. And and by the way, like sometimes, like, okay, I love Bishop Briggs. Yeah. Right? River, great song. I went to Coachella to see her. She only played 30 seconds of River. And she was like, I play this song all the time. It annoys me. She did 30 seconds at the very end and left. I was like, what? Yeah, you want to hear the, give them the goods. I mean, there's just this interesting balance though. Cause some part of that is super punk rock. You know, you hear the story about Bob Dylan, how he yeah. like switched it up and everybody hated him. But he's like, I'm just doing what I want. I think there's, you got to find your way in the middle of, of all that. The, and, and I do think. I am way too much of a people pleaser to not play <laughs> the songs playing, that you came to hear. So you'll be playing Keep Your Heads Up, like Head Up Until You Die? Forever. I mean, yeah. we have a really cool new intro to it that's Sick. like, and I got horns with me that aren't at, always on that song. So it's like a different interpretation of it, but you can still rock out to it. But isn't that what keeps it a challenge? Sure. And, and allows you to at least like build something from yes something's already there but you're reimagining I'll it say so- what i'm gonna do this is i'm do you play mario kart yeah I, do you really yeah so i'm fully in mario kart zone right now <laughs> because of your kids or because of yourself just because of myself Sick. me and the band are like playing it a lot right now and it is any hit that everybody knows is just like a turbo situation it's like mm-hmm. a mushroom so <laughs> why would you not want that right. when you're playing a live show you want to hit like you want the turbo this is awesome Try to like, and then you get to figure out like when you're making a set, where do you put all those? And but the idea of just cutting it off sounds ridiculous. Everybody has their reasons. Again, there's something punk rock about it that I uh, respect. Oh my god, I just heard your daughters. Oh geez, they definitely just walked in. Yeah, they're here. That's awesome. Yeah. That's where Dan ran off to. Um, <laughs> so when you're design, I mean, you have a lot of hits. Trying, bro, bro. Like, you, I should we? It. Okay. Good to be alive. Do you consider all these hits? Because I would. Like, Fresh Eyes is considered a hit in my eyes. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy. Like, they all have, it's not the same as it was where we are all listening to the exact same thing. Mm. You can have a huge song right now that really hits in a niche in its own zone and is like a smash on a certain playlist and like a ton of people know it and then other people don't know it. That's it. But I do have a decent amount, you know, hopefully, uh, that pierce the, the the overall culture i mean you know bro 
I mean, don't give up on me. So fun. That is, there's, and we're going to get into the new stuff because the new stuff is different. It's very, the de- the amount of detail, like in a song like Joy. Oh, thank you. Why do you put detail? Is it for you or is it for me as a listener? I'm super lyric first, always. Like when you listen to music, do you hear the mu- music of the lyrics? Lyrics first. Lyrics. Every time. You? I'm a complete opposite. Dude, I, most people that I ask that question to are like music. Yeah. Takes them like five, six listens to figure out like what the hell the person's talking about. I'm yeah. a communicator. I, pay I it, like, immediately hear what are, what are you talking about and how is it affecting me? Yes. So to me, it always stems from that. And the detail is in the lyric. Every little word. In my set right now, uh, there's like a good amount of spoken word poetry that flows in between. Because mm-hmm. that to me feels like soloing, but with words. That's very cool. You know? Well, so, but you put there's no generalities like you can tell a good story and be general yeah but you are very very i mean down to the date like you were literally going through yeah, dates yeah, yeah. in the song well i think it's different situations like sometimes you want to be really general i've used this analogy a lot but i love it which is that it's like a magazine or a coloring book like a magazine is like it, it's it's telling you the story of what you're going to get and it's shiny pictures and it's giving it to you exactly the way it is. And you, you enjoy that. Yeah. Another thing you can give is a coloring book. Be like you for interpretation, you fill it in. I'm just going to give you an outline and let your story mold. So are you it. magazine or coloring book? Both. I think it's a song like don't give up on me is super coloring book. There's nothing about that. Like that can be any of your difficulty and that people take it on and go like, this is mine. But joy is more of a magazine. Joy is more of a magazine. I it's love cool. that song. That's one of my favorite songs. It's a great record. Thank you so much. What about every song that you've put out so far says Andy Grammer? Or is it something different about every song that people can kind of tie back to you? I would hope, you know, I learned early on street performing that like, and maybe this is just um, neuroses or insecurity, but I, I remember being like, I don't think it's just going to be my voice that's going to do this. <laughs> I remember like street performing next to another person uh, down the street and be like, that person has a voice that people will stop just because their voice. Yeah. Mine, especially at the time, I think my voice has gotten much better than where it was. But I'm going to be like, it's, I'm going to have to write this thing. I'm going to have to like really come with my own specific point of view and write these songs that other people probably wouldn't sing to create my own niche and my own situation. In that moment, do you realize that the greatest stories are going to come from your own reality or do you feel like you need to come up with something out of nothing? No, always, always just trying to get the truth. If you get the truth for you, it'll resonate. But do you discover the truth while you're writing or before you're writing or after the song's done? Just an obsession with trying to capture it. The Another analogy that I overuse is that Isaac Newton uh, wrote out what gravity was the first time. And everybody goes like, oh, my God, dude, <laughs> me too, gravity. You super nailed it. I'm going through that all the time as well. I think that's what great songs are, is you catch this thing that is part of the human experience, and you're the one that bottles it. And everybody goes like, me as well. Awesome. Thank you for that. But when do you realize you have something to bottle? Sometimes you have it, and sometimes you go in and just start digging. Got it. I think the best songwriters, well, I don't know, but my experience is, it's a never ending pursuit that you're always doing. If you're like, if you and me touch on something today that sparks me, I'll write a note about it. And I have a whole note of like ideas and trying to find the right topics to sing about. And you'll go back to it. And then you go back to it. So then you, then you have other little musical ideas. And when you go into a writing session, you kind of start piecing things together. Um, and the more that you get for me as an artist, the more you get clear on your point of view, the cooler collaboration gets. Mm. Cause then you're not worried about like not being yourself. Yeah. You're a lot more like, oh, I'm coming to this. I have something to say. I have a point of view. Now, can you all help me do that? Yeah, you have a grip on your identity and yeah. what you have to offer. What In 2019, you, it, very big, spoken about on Twitter, was a song that you were rumored to be working on for Louis Tomlinson. Is there any truth in this record? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm, I'm excited. It's called When It's Real? Oh. You know what? Yes, that I, I I didn't know that was gonna go to him, but it is funny because it's a great song. I was just working on it now. I think I'm, I might probably gonna put it out. You're gonna put it out. Yeah, but you know it's funny. It that was one, supposed to go to him though. I was a writer on. I like I wrote it. Okay. Um, and then I didn't know that it was getting pitched, but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's really good. And so, 
<laughs> so when you find out that nobody took it, are you bummed? Or are you happy? That it was supposed to be yours? for me the whole time. Yeah. I, I didn't, even, didn't know. even know. I didn't even know it was getting pitched. But <laughs> the dance of like writing songs, I understand why that would happen. Like you write a song with somebody else, and then if you, and then I didn't want to do it right away. Mm. I remember that. Like I wasn't super excited about it. Um, so then he probably went and pitched it to a bunch of other people. He's a great writer too. His name's Edo. He's done a bunch of Sean Mendez stuff. Why didn't you want it right away? And what changed? Why do you want um, it now? You know, sometimes it's too close to you and you just need time to like step back and see. It's like your paint, a painting that your nose is right on the painting, right? When you do it and you slowly step away and you're like, Oh, that's sick. Or that's terrible. Yeah, you see the full picture. <laughs> you start to get a sense of it. So it just actually just came around again. That song. That's really funny. Is that song a magazine or a coloring book? Uh, I think that one's more coloring book. Yeah. What do the hits have in common? Coloring book? No. Keep your head, head up is not very. No, hits, hits just make you feel something like very clearly, quickly. They make you feel something quickly. But if you were to go through your hits. Yeah. Keep your head up. That's yeah. a coloring book, right? I think that's a coloring book. Yeah. What about? Uh, yeah. A good hook, I think. Yeah, that I mean that. Good hook yeah, is, that's bigger than anything else. A good hook is like uh, lets you. F there is no perfect way, but I think that one keep your head up. Also, people are like like our friend over here who doesn't listen to lyrics. <laughs> I'm a music guy. <laughs> like if you have a broad idea that everybody can get behind, like keep your head up. I think that it can like by default be a, a coloring book. But when you're writing, are you looking for the next Honey I'm Good? Like, are you looking for that next hit that sounds like those, or not sounds exactly like it, but can kind of have the same? You know impact? what's so liberating and scary and confusing and awesome about being a musician in 2022? I don't know that there's something that we're all like. I don't know what the center is right now. I think when I came out in 2011, there was a center that you were like, what you were creating was going to go against something like this. And you were either writing to try and fit into it or to on purpose be way outside of it. So it'd be like, whoa, that's cool. Now it's like, I don't know what the hell's going on in an awesome way. And so to, as an artist, it just goes like, oh, I'm just going to do what I think is dope. And I'm going to triple down on that because I don't think that like, you know, I remember when I wrote Keep Your Head Up, there was a lot of O's and A's happening. And <laughs> I listen to the radio and like Kesha's big. And there's like, like, how do I fit into what this is? And I think that the, the desire to fit in maybe as an artist in me, but also just in the landscape is like, it doesn't pay anything. There's no reward for that, which is really dope, actually. So do you lead with this 100% you block out the noise type approach i think so i think you just you just really continue to make art that you'd vibe on and that's your best bet is that exciting or scary that's or awesome and scary <laughs> i think it's harder than ever to kind of like game the system yeah and uh and i think everybody's on the same level playing field democratization of the medium yeah but if you're a songwriter you're like let's go yeah you're just down to keep going <laughs> it's like all right cool will you write for other people today uh maybe i've done some of it and it's really fun and amazing um but in general it's more fun to try and get out what i want to get out i do there is it is awesome to sit with another person and help them get out what they want to get out but in general i like i find the most fun doing it for myself what story are you telling today compared to I don't know, fresh eyes or, I mean, like, different. You know, this this last bunch of songs is a lot more like, um, it's it's just a lot more I'm in the weeds with everybody else. I feel like some of the earlier stuff was, like, um, uplifting from a place of, like, you can do it. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the, new, the new music is like, I'm screwed. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> this is what I'm going through. I'm way in the weeds, like. I'm about to go speak at a mental health conference, the Mental Health uh, of America, something I forget the name of it, but it's going to be awesome. Doing like a keynote speech there. Uh, just talking about, I have a song called Love Myself, yeah. Damn Feels Good to Be Me. There's a lot of introspection around, man, I'm not doing great. So that's where these songs are coming from. I hope you're, I hope this, by me sharing this vulnerably, you guys feel something. Do you actually feel good to be you when you're writing Damn It Feels Good to Be Me? Well, Damn Feels Good to Be Me is very much like, uh, an attempt to find self-love like i'm like forcing it trying to get it out trying to get in there yeah forcing something that doesn't exist no just like uh you know during the pandemic i got rocked with no shows no yeah. uh, no being around people but you twist your mindset you say you lost 20 pounds of 
ego? What do you mean? You said that. Oh, I did, yeah. Yeah. I think I did. It was brutal. Losing is not fun. But you you become healthier afterwards, no? You definitely, I'm at the place now where I can look back at the pandemic and go, man, that was something that was really good for me. But it was really hard. And my, and it was the only, it was the first time where I was like, man, I'm like not, I think I'm, I'm pretty depressed, which was cool to identify with. Like I'm, I'm pretty bubbly person. And so in general, I, I couldn't, I would have empathy and compassion for someone who said they were depressed, but couldn't understand what they were talking about. Really? How does your overall outlook change? I think that I'm starting to add skills. Like there's for me, I would, I would say before this pandemic, I was the perseverance guy. I'm like, I'll go to third street promenade and I will stay until I make enough money. And I will go to every single radio station. Literally. And play. Like I'll literally, I won't stop. You did that. I will go. <laughs> um, and then the pandemic hits and there's some things that perseverance don't, doesn't work on. Which is being stuck in your house. Perseverance doesn't really work on depression. Yeah, that's true. Like you need other skills there. You need, you need to know how to ask for help. You need to know how to, uh, I don't like be vulnerable, share things. I got into therapy. You need to like, it's a different skill set for where, for some of the stuff I'm going through right now. So the music is like kind of going after that. Lyrically, maybe it's not so upbeat, but the songs are always upbeat. Is there a reason you stick with that instead of writing is more sadder, more, I guess more depressing songs? Yeah. I mean, sounding? the That's- sound in general, I still have a sense that we're here to grow yeah, and to learn. So even if you're going through a test, it's your, it's not just to be the worst, you know, it's like going to the gym, you go to the gym and it sucks and it hurts, but there's a purpose to it. Mm -hmm. So in general, I still just feel that that's what life is, is we're here to grow. So I don't, haven't found a lot of reason to sit down and just be like, this sucks. (laughs) Maybe I should try. Maybe that's where I'm headed. I don't know, but I haven't yet. Do you feel like you've figured out how to manage your depression? I'm getting there. I think that, uh, that your mental health or my mental health and my um, has become something that goes, that gets a priority in a way that it didn't before. Was it not a priority before because you, you, you were just feeling okay or you were just go, 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 go. You weren't even there yeah, to like, be think, aware of it. I don't think I was aware of it. I also think that's one of the gifts of the pandemic is yeah, you stopped and you had nothing, no distraction. And you're like, Oh man, I'm me, not I'm not good right me, now. Me alone with me. Me alone with me is not good. Yeah. So that's weird. The most alone time ever. Really? <laughs> like I I really thought I was going to be someone that everybody would come to. Like I'm the positive happy guy here, right? So when tragedy hits, I'm like, "Send me in, coach." Um uh, and instead I just spun out hard and it was like not doing good and and really understood that like, "Whoa, this last decade of like being whatever you would call me in the limelight being thousands of screaming fans, a lot of attention. Um, some of my self worth or too much of it had been attached to that. So when you take that off, I just wasn't quite ready for where I was at. Yeah. What you were left with. Yeah. What I was left with. So there was a lot of, uh, I'm doing some work to try to get back. It is like, I, it's hard, but from hard stuff comes beautiful stuff. It's been cool. Yeah. And then some of the music, so, you know, I got a song that I would never have put out before called love myself where I just sat at the piano and tried to write myself a love song, which was awkward. Yeah, but that's uh, beautiful. So cool. And then when, you know, we did it on the last tour, we'll play it again on this tour, and you s- can see everybody singing it to themselves. Just some real power and doing it all together. It's so cool. I mean, there's, I, I don't remember the last time I heard of a song that's for you or like about you as opposed to being about somebody else. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, Save My Life. I want to ask why it took so long to write this song. You know, I think, so this is a song about my godmother uh, who stepped in when my mom passed away. She just quietly, not there was no like declaration. It wasn't like my mom passed away and she's like, I got this. Don't worry about it. She just quietly showed up in every situation that I would really going to be in trouble before I even knew it. So my baby's births, she's there. Not even a question. You know she's going to be there. Walk me down the aisle. Stuff money in my shoes when I was growing up. Uh, not growing up, but like she was just there without being asked. So I think the reason that it took so long is because it just recently hit me when I look back mm-hmm. and see it all in context that like, holy crap, you 
really held me up a lot when I in ways that I didn't even know that I would have went out. So there's like, oh my god, this is awesome. So I wrote this song, and it's been one of the sweetest songs I've ever put out because I've the, a lot of the marketing around it and a lot of like me telling everybody about the song is with Lee, and she's in the TikToks, she's in the music video, she's all over Instagram. And so she's starting to get recognized. <laughs> like she's in New York and someone stopped her and be like, you're Lee. You're like the best godmother ever. And she's just getting showered with love. And it makes me so, so happy. Every once in a while you do a song that is just uh, so much more than anything, anything business related. This is just so much bigger for me. You know? How do you tell her that the song's for her? Do you just play it for her? What is? I, I started just talking on tour before I'd play it. And so she started getting calls from friends saying, like, you know that he's doing this. And she she kind of had a heads up that something was going to happen. And then she came to the show in um, New York at the Beacon Theater. And I got to tell her in front of everybody. I had I told everybody, I'm going to teach you this song. And then we're all going to sing it to her. <laughs> so the whole crowd sang, I think you should know. I think you should know you saved my life to her. It was just so, so good. Amazing. Are you nervous to sing it to her for the first time and have her hear these lyrics or is it like exciting so exciting i also feel like you know what she said to me on the phone the other day which was so sweet she was like i know because she was my mom's best friend she's like i know you wrote the song i know that it's you that's doing this but i still a little bit feel like it's your mom saying thank you through <laughs> you so i'm gonna like cry brutal yeah jesus <laughs> just like my mom <laughs> being like oh my god thank you so much for stepping in and helping me because i couldn't be there Sweet. That's awesome. That's really special. Dude, this is what music <laughs> does. Music, if you in the right setting, can just really like expand. It's an intensifier of whatever you're feeling. It you really know? is. And so the idea of putting out a song like this and the way that my fans have been using it is they take this song and they send it to someone that has been of massive service to them. And they say, this made me think of you. And then you're like, you're giving, oh, it's so cool. It's just so, so cool. I'm seeing different tweets and different things all over social media about that people sharing their stories of like I was adopted and this I, I just sent this to my parents or this person showed up for me every day when I was in the hospital or you know so cool you've really managed to capture so many monumental feelings and moments and emotions <laughs> and songs I love and I and I don't always do it and I die sometimes uh, but I love to go where the big feelings are n knowing full well that you can get caught in the cheesy net mm. so you, you you run in there knowing that there's a chance that you will die but and if you come out though you come out bro dude if you go in there Timeless. and you come out like when you sit down to write a song like don't give up on me you're like this could be rough or it could be the most incredibly if we don't special do this thing. right this is going to be really cheesy yeah and i've just kind of made peace with myself and the world that like i don't i'm willing to to take that chance. Do you know how many times I've watched you perform with the PS22 choir? <sighs> so Don't give up on me. Man. I've shed so many tears so to that performance. It is. They're so good. Oh, oh. And you always go, but you're so kind to them. They're and the best. Yeah, they're. Yeah. I've been watching them for freaking, I mean, what feels like it, maybe a decade now, which is insane to think about that that same teacher's been there doing it. I know. And that so really long. set off, you know, that song had a bunch of different lives and that, that video. In itself was really powerful, and and then it also sparked all like a whole chain reaction of kids in schools all over the world singing it. I was calling <sighs> Steve Greenberg at the time, and I was like, "You need if if Andy doesn't release a version of this with the PS twenty two chorus, so good choir, or with a, a choir of small children behind him, yeah, I will." I mean, I it was out. it already it, it did its thing as big as as it could go. It was so great. It was. I mean, like you just did save my life with him too, though. Yeah, it sounds you? really so good. good too. It's amazing. It's really good. What, what's it like when you get in there with those kids? Do you have to teach them what? No, their choir director is a beast. He's and so he good. He teaches them, and he like he's funny because he's like laughing and joking, and then when it's time to sing, he's like, "Hey, sopranos, <laughs> stay on pitch in that zone." And then uh, every every time, the first three takes. I cry. Really? It's just so good and so beautiful. L little kids singing will get you every time. Yeah, it is really something yeah. special. Why rehab? Why Why were they... Oh, man, it just works. Yeah, You've but done a bunch so many times now. Such a different... I mean, different than traditional Andy Grammer. Yes. But he compliments perfectly. Yeah, and, and we've done four now. That's crazy. Together, and it just, like, fits well in his fan base and my style of songwriting mixed with each other. It just, like, works. 
Yeah. Why stop it? Truth. That's the you know, it's not it's not broken. Keep rocking. How many songs are you sitting on now that are good enough to hit public ears? A bunch. Like hundreds? No. Like thirty. And we're gonna be putting them out. Album? Or are you gonna scatter it? What do you want to do? Still kinda figuring it out, but we're putting out a bunch. We're just gonna like in a new model, a new version of like just put out a ton. Just that's where our heads are at. Inundate yeah. the world. Inundate the world. When you work with rehab, is it that you have a song you are like, all right, something's missing with this. Let me send it over to him. Or do you guys? Yeah, get yeah. Together? Usually it's like, oh, I come from a place of just straight songwriting with guitar, piano, and then let me hear what you do. Yeah. With it, yeah. Okay, cool. So how does that work? We we do a lot of mostly just back and forth. Are you ever writing to production that he does? Or sometimes, yeah. What do you prefer? I usually prefer to write. From like sit at my piano, sit at my guitar, and get the core of what this thing is that I want to sing about. I'm really bad if I don't like I don't really take songs. Eh. People have tried, I've tried, <laughs> but I just like can't. If as someone who the lyric is everything, eh. and my connection to it is everything, it's really hard to uh, take outside songs. Has every song started with the lyric? Yeah, never the opposite way. No, Fresh Eyes started with just like a cool groove, and then I like slowly was working with a couple other guys and we figured out what, what that was about. That's a beautiful yeah. song too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like, I mean, I would consider that uh, on the way to Timeless if not there. Totally. And that one was like a big, um, just a big stream hit, streamer hit. Yeah. Yeah, you think that's one of those songs that people just kind of forget that it's y your song? Sometimes. It also depends. Like, it was a really big hit in Australia. Mm. So there's different pockets where like, and it was like, it was like huge there and everybody knows that it's me there and everything there. Here was like, because it was just streaming, like I said, there's pockets. Big sing song. Big sing, yeah. Yeah. You have these, all these different places where, like, I have a song, uh, the song Back Home, which some people have heard, some haven't, but is like chanted every Sunday at the football at Washington State University. <laughs> like, the whole stadium sings it. It's their song. <laughs> Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So you like... <laughs> I so put that song out. <laughs> that was the, the lead single on my second album. And I knew it was a hit. So like a minute ago, though. I knew it was a hit. <laughs> I'm like, this is it. I did it. Put it out. Everybody's like, nah, we don't like it. I'm like, yo, that's a hit. So and radio's like, no, it's not. And all the fans are like, we kind of like it. It's good. It always smashes at my shows. And then it's this thing that everybody, like the stadium sings it at the top of their lungs. So are you so validated? You know, you're, you're validated in like, it's, it, it's something. Yeah. It fits somewhere. <laughs> No one can know that you it's going to like hit in a way that's going to, you know, go nuts like a honey I'm good where it just like everybody that hears it buys it or it blows off the doors. Like you don't know that. All you can go is that's cool. I like that. When do you know a song is done? I think it's more just that there's not any real desire to change it anymore. You can you can less about feeling like that's done, more like, "Oh, I don't need to do more." What song that you've put out when do the least amount of changes? Oh man. So my, my secret sauce is my manager, Ben Singer. He's been with me since the beginning. Got it. He, he saw me on the promenade. We were working together. Is that, is that his real last name? Singer. I know. Right? <laughs> and so usually what will happen is I'll write the song, and then me and him together will tweak production ah. forever. We're like really go all the way down. I imagine producers probably hate us. <laughs> Literally, a song that we're thinking about putting out was like, me and him are going back between version three and version 17 right now. Of like wow. what makes the hook feel better in this one and why, or maybe you like it this way or yeah. Interesting. He's like a band member kind of in that way. That's very cool. Yeah. He's great. It's very, very cool. Yeah. And he's been around since the very, very beginning. Since the jump, baby. Are you ever amazed that like you're still here doing this, but also like you have insane catalog under your belt? It's pretty lucky. You know, it's, it's kind of an amazing thing to just, uh, to get to do this it's a really lucky career what do you think of i mean we talked about the music industry today and you, you, you d described it as like not necessarily knowing where the mark is right yeah but we're also in an era of more in my opinion more one-hit wonders than we've seen in a long time 
Yes. And nobody ever planning for what's next, but only milking what is. So then again, it makes it more about like, who are your people and how do you super serve them? Yeah. Which is very inspiring. Like very, very interesting to go like, okay, I already was trying to do this, but ev- more than ever, how do I make my show only for the people that like my stuff? How do I make music that is only for these people? Um, and how do I make merch that's only for them? And how do I super serve my niche? Because we're all just a niche right now, right? Like everybody, even the big acts are niches. But how do you grow from a niche to mainstream? To but the upside, the upside, which is very different than when we were growing up or even, you know, 10 years ago, is that your niche can be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know right now that you're going to get in the current form of media, a Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just too much noise. It's just not possible. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no way to get everyone to look at the same thing. Totally. Someone who maybe grew up in that time era is like, it's never the same. It's not going to be cool. But what you're forgetting about that is that there was a, probably so many dope musicians you just never heard of because they couldn't get past this this wall, this yeah. gate that would like then allow everyone to hear you. Now everyone has that. I still, even as someone who got through the gate, hmm. right? I still think it's better this way. Really? It's still cooler that we all have the opportunity to I mean, write songs and get out there and the best song wins. I'm in on that. Let's do that. Do you really feel like the best song does always win? No. <clears throat> I'll tell you what's fascinating right now is the TikTok thing is so crazy. Like, what a hook is right now is fantastic. Uh, oh, it's re- I, I think it's, it's unbelievable. Re- it's redefined what a hook is. It's completely redefined yeah. it. There, but for your fans, for like my fans... You gave such sweet compliments to the music. I really appreciate it. But I think I'm writing for them. So I write my songs for them. And then if they align with whatever else craziness is happening in this world of media, then awesome. Yeah. But But the thing about TikTok, which is fascinating, is like, you know, the new Lizzo song. It's the second verse is the hook. Yeah. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, it really does blow up your idea of what a hook is. If, If that, if just a good second verse is the hook. It's almost like you're writing a sync for some weird action, but, but that, which then I don't really want to do. Yeah, so you're saying that, the, okay, so that the hook is placed there, but the hook is really made to be a dance right out the but gate. But I don't know, I don't think she went in to write the second verse to get that to happen. No. There's a letting go of like, no, just go make dope shit yeah. and let the chips fall where they may. Possibly the song of the summer, I think. That oh, yeah. damn time. Yeah, it's great. Easily. Is there a want, like, I know we're serving our, our, our niches. I am supremely competitive. Yeah. So always. So you do want it. Always. Yeah. Always grinding. Always like trying to figure out how to be at the center of culture. Um, I don't know whether that's healthy at this point. I don't know. <laughs> that's the inner work that I'm doing. But I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that's not what I am at the moment. I do think there's some version that might even be healthier where you're like, no, I actually just want to make the music I want to make. And serve my serve my people, which you and do hopefully want. continue to make that group of people grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. But in the same breath, you are you want you want it to reach. Yeah, that's it. You want, like to, you, you, you want to be of service to as many people as humanly possible. Yeah. yeah. How do you? Maybe you don't have the answer, but how do you? How did? How would you do that? Expand your audience. Expand your fan base. Uh, right now, the plan is to, is to do it by like you know we're touring a ton, which is awesome, connecting with people, uh, and then just continue. Like my my sweet spot is songs. Yeah. So just continually put out so many songs uh, and and just keep hammering home what it is that I think I have to bring and to offer. Why'd you stop doing the podcast? It was so fun and so much work. So it was just like, I don't know if you find this as well. The There's so many things you could do yeah. right now. Yeah. It's never ending. I was talking to my friend who's a like a designer and he's talking about how everything changed. Like you used to read a magazine and then you'd read it all and then it would end and you'd put it down and you'd be done with that magazine. He's like, when the invention of the infinite scroll happened, we all got immensely more anxious oh, yeah. in that moment. Because you're like, there is something about the human nature that's like, I want to end it. Yeah, but the, I want to finish. We need a period. I mean, and there's no, it, there's ne- it's never ending. And that's, and, and I feel like to your point is like subconsciously we are searching for the end. We want We're the end. We're just trying end. to get to the end. That we want TikTok to say like, oh, Goodbye. You did it, yeah, and it congrats. will never happen. And so I think work-wise, as well as being an artist, being someone in the limelight, you're like, I could literally, 
Like all the tools are here. I could like make a coffee company. Yeah. <laughs> I could start a show. I could have a podcast. I get it. So a lot of it now is the skill of going like, what are the three most important things to yep. you? Put all of your energy and time into those and, and allow yourself to not just be anxious because you could do Anything. all of these things. Yeah. So where does the good ones fall? On your list of passions, the good parts, oh, the podcast good parts. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. I, you know, we're. I do. We were just in a meeting with my management the other day, and we're thinking about starting up another podcast. Um, so we're kind of it's like in the works. It's it's like which one of which one makes the most sense right now? There's a couple other little documentary ideas. There's like, I'm I'm figuring it out. People just, are a fan of the podcast, though. I know the podcast is really cool. Yeah, they they're a I fan of your you're a good conversationalist. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it takes really one fun. to no one. Like, yeah. but, but truly, like you're, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Was it hard? Did you find it hard? It wasn't. It wasn't too too hard. It was just, uh, yeah. It really just comes down to like, what is, where is the best use of my time in this exact moment? Habu. And it's not infinite. Yeah, I've been saying like for for days and days on end recently. Habu, highest and best use. Yeah. Of you know your very limited time and your very very limited resources. And then know? when you get kids. The whole the whole model just like blows up in your face yeah. as to what it used to be. I used to just go from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to sleep. Does that change the way you make art? Having two human beings that you created around? Yeah, it definitely does. For the better, or I think so. <laughs> I think the art. I think actually the art stays the same, or a little bit better, and you just become a much more balanced human mm. in like a great way. Does it change your process? Yeah, there's just like a cutoff. It's just can't stay all night you just can't yeah it's nine to five <laughs> and then you get home and there's some issue that you have to deal with yeah. with your people but you can't so yeah. we're gonna talk about it tomorrow but that brings balance because totally. you can't totally i'm like <laughs> i'm packing right now to go out on the road for five weeks and everything that i put in my little girl just takes out <laughs> <laughs> like not even like it just is the way life is it's just infinitely harder i like just got a new toiletry bag which is really important when you go on the road you have to put every little thing in the right zone and i packed it all up and then i went to go get something and i came back and it was all under the couch everything's everywhere oh it's just insanity <laughs> but it's beautiful and it's really it is very much more balanced right now healthy it's healthy and you get to, you get a real new appreciation of life yeah and also songs come that are different like Love songs are really beautiful when they are straight across to whoever you love. And then there's something so cool when they're dangled down to your daughters. Kid. Oh. Ugh. The relationship of, of the male to the female, there's been so many songs written about that. And writing them to the lower, to the little girls has been really, really, really cool. It's like a whole new thing to write. It's awesome. And it's something that you would only know. Yeah, I love because it. Because you have it in your life. It's so cool. It's it's really, it gets better, I think. Have you released any of those songs yet? Yeah, we got one that's coming. I've been playing on tour. There's a song called Good Man that uh, I think is coming pretty soon. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. So that. how many songs are you playing on tour right now that you haven't released? Probably four or five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why haven't you released them? Because we're doing more of like a just dropping every month. Got it. Than drop a full album, which is a fun debate. I'm open to what's best or worst about that. I, I think that I, as a listener... Even with people that I love, my attention span is too low. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just too low. No, I agree with that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna slave over fourteen songs and just to get uh, half of them get lost, or and I put it out, and then you nobody has the attention span. Totally, it's got, way better to just go every month. I agree with that, month. and then it's a larger, st but but then you can still consume them as a collection. Yeah, yeah. Even if my favorite artists are releasing albums, I find myself either one not listening or to just the whole jumping thing. through, skipping through. Exactly. I'm like looking, like okay, I got a minute left of this one. I'm counting how many songs are left. I can't wait for it to be over. And just I love this person. And I love this person. Music's not bad. I just it. I love your art, and I just feel like rushed. Yeah, I'm like I don't know why. I, I got. But I feel rushed. I feel like so. I have something else to do, but I have nothing else to do. I just can't sit for 45 minutes and listen to all these songs. So let's just know that you're gonna get one a month. <laughs> so, just give me three minutes a month, and let's we'll be do good. That. Let's do one a month, and then, uh, and it's been fun to to try stuff out on tour and see the reaction to it. By the way, we're gonna put a link in the description to Andy Grammer's music. Also, listening Andy Grammer on Amazon Music. Yeah. Uh, uh so. When's your next drop? Um, we have one coming pretty soon, actually. And, and how do you pick the order? It's really fun, actually. Is it like... It, it, when you work so hard on songs, it starts to become like, which ones would you die if they didn't come out? <laughs> which is way better. <laughs> I, I'm a strong believer that like people don't write enough songs. And release them or write Especially enough songs to Especially when you start. Learn. 
Okay. I anybody that comes to me and goes, how do I get into? How do I do what you do? Write a song a day. Like write a hundred. Yeah. Just write a hundred. You force yourself to write one, even if you feel like are yeah. on spot. You do. Yeah, I do. I think that if you write, man, I read. Is it Red? I gotta get his name right. Uh, who's Die Happy Man? Who's that? Oh, uh, Thomas Rhett. Thomas Rhett. Yeah. His dad has like 20 number ones. <laughs> Casual. So I asked him, I'm like, hey, what the hell, man? <laughs> what do you know that I don't know? And he's like, oh, it's usually about one out of every hundred. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. And then he told me that if you write a song, it's good. If you write 50 songs, then you like, you have five good ones. And wow. if you write a hundred songs, you realize you got one that's really good. Wow. Which I remember being like, that is so real. So do you write 100 to get to the one? Yeah. I did a lot. Now I feel like I'm closer to the dart. Like if it's a dartboard. Yeah, you're. The first 100 were like eight of them hit hit the board. One of them, by the grace of God, <laughs> hit, the hit the bullseye. Fine by me was pretty cool too. Like that was close. <laughs> and then a lot of them were just like. <laughs> it's like going all over the place who the hell knows and hopefully you get closer, and closer at this point now I've written so many songs that like we're going for bullseyes but most of them hit the board how far into writing a song do you know if it's going to work out or be good or not if you're going to finish it so the best in my experience a lot of, I do a lot of co-writing the best songwriters jump immediately so if you're like this is, uh, yeah it's funny you know. I think in, in your early stages you have to learn how to finish songs whether they're good or bad just so you can become someone who closes yeah because mm. you don't want to you don't want you need the skill of i finish songs mm -hmm. that's an early songwriter doesn't want to finish because once they finish then they realize that it's not that good so they're afraid to say that it's over so once you once you crush that and you like own that you are someone who finishes songs then you move on to the place where you're like if, if this isn't making us freak out let's jump yeah Jump, 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 jump. And some of my best songs have come from being the fifth idea of the day. Really? Yeah. Do you have to convince other people in the room to jump with you? The better the writer, you don't. Yeah, they know. The earlier, like the younger the writer yeah. or the ones who aren't as uh, seasoned are like, we have something. <laughs> we're, we have something. We're going to, we're never, what if we don't get anything? And it's like, something is nothing. Are there any songs though that you've been writing and it wasn't working, but you feel like you forced it and it worked out in the end? Yes. What? I didn't. I wasn't totally sold on Fresh Eyes. Wow! But I, we finished it. Thank, Thank God. God. Yeah. I, I yeah. came home from that session and told my wife, like, eh, we'll see. Then when did you know it was something? I still wasn't sure it should be a single. You still don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> How do you feel about it today? Million streams later. <laughs> like, I guess. I guess it was good. That's good. No, I like it. It's beautiful. Uh, it. What it does for everybody else as well is like, oh my God, this is awesome. It's another turbo. Oh my God. You see, Great. like that's, where does your reward come from? Where does your fulfillment come from? Is it what the songs do for you or is it at this point what it does for other people? There is immense joy in finding something. It's like, you're like an archaeologist, like finds a thing. And then having the skill to actually get it out in, in intact is like really exciting. And then... The thing of being like a little spiritual chiropractor for someone, whether you're at a show with them or whether they just hear it in their car and you know that something has happened. We've all had a song hit us and almost like realign us in a way mm. that we really needed. That shit is so cool. And I will get blown up in my DMs every day uh, from people around the world that say that, that that little thing happens and that just gets me inspired and makes me want to keep doing it forever. Keeps you going. Yeah. Please go see Andy Grammer on tour. Oh, come hang out. It's Please. so fun. There's going to be horns there and good music. They are so good. Records you know. Yep. You do put together quite the show. It's a, it's a whole thing, man. But, but the truth is, like, yes, you, you, it's a challenge and a great joy for you to put together this incredible show that's a stage show and arrange all these musicians. But really, you could do the whole thing yourself. You could. No, you could. Not, not yet. You could. Yeah, I mean, there's versions of it that could work that way. This is really, like, so fun. <laughs> I, I'm someone who started four years just by myself yeah and there are limitations to what that can be so to get i still every night i'm just blown away that all my toys are set up and there's all these people that are going to play these songs that i've written um and then i have like a little bit of guilt still that when it's over i just leave like there was so much of my career where i like lugged everything there and it's over and the crowd's there and they're watching you be the road like putting it all away and like thank you so much. i'll beat you in the front i got t-shirts in the front and one second over right there so the fact that we're here is just so crazy like that tomorrow i leave 
to go on tour and there's tour buses and trucks and lights and everybody's here to help make this incredible thing happen is it's a dream it's unbelievable go see andy yeah go 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 it's truly amazing it's hit after hit after hit too suckers yeah. so let's go <laughs> it's gonna make you feel you've also nailed this sweet spot where like kids love you adults love you they can all come together and it's just like fun and that part is so awesome at this point i i'm like into it at the beginning i was a little confused <laughs> children what i was a little like wait Am I not cool? This is not just like 18-year-old hot girls at my show. This is when you're singing about the soul, which is ultimately what I'm singing about. That like checks for everybody. Yeah. So you have grandparents down to eight-year-olds, down to moms, down to everybody. It's awesome. That's special. Everybody's invited. And now I'm at a place where I'm like, oh my God, that is so great. I'm so lucky that that's my crowd. But isn't that real passive, like, impact and mainstream success when, like, you can have a show and it spans generations? It's so, it's just like, these are my people. I love it. I, 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 I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful. They're your people. Yeah. Andy Grammer. Awesome. I did want to ask one more question. Okay. I know you're you're good at TikTok, and a lot of artists are speaking out, established artists are speaking uh, out because they're being forced to use TikTok. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because it doesn't seem like yours are forced. It seems like you enjoy it. I have two. I could give you two completely different answers, and they'd both be true. Okay. The first answer is, uh, it's always been impossible. This is just a new impossible. Gotcha. Right? So it's always. Uh, take it back a couple years. Everybody's trying to get on the radio. It's impossible. You can't do it. Yeah. You try to talk to someone like, I want to get my song on the radio. It's like, stop trying. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. it's, it's impossible. So the idea that you wouldn't have to do any promo for your stuff or that you have to do so much more than you expect and you hate it, that's always been that way. Um, I do think what's a little bit different and I have a lot of compassion for is it does funnel it all to you. Mm -hmm. If the major way that you're getting your music out is just through TikTok, then like it's all on me to write yeah. the songs and to do the thing. And I'm the funnel that gets it. Through. If that's the most um, effective way to do it, it is a lot of pressure mm -hmm. on the artist. So I have a lot of compassion for them as well. When you say that TikTok is a new radio and you say that's impossible, I mean, the difference is the gatekeepers at radio are people who are what connected I, to the larger What I mean impossible is like what you're trying to do, the odds of it working are hilariously low. Like creating a viral moment? Yes. So like you see a lot of musicians that are like, uh, I just want to make music. I don't want to like make these viral moments to get the music heard. Yeah. And so there's a deeper underbelly there that I'm just like, oh, it's always been impossible to get your music heard. Let's just start there. Sure. I, I was on the street for four years. No one gave a shit. <laughs> then I finally got a song that like worked a little bit and I went around the whole freaking country eight times like like I was campaigning for president. It's, it's really hard yeah. to get someone to care about your music. So that is real. And nobody wants to do that, and I f have full compassion for that. But no, nobody's owed anything, right? So yeah. we just like let's start there. But all, as well as, yeah, it's really hard right now. It's it's I, I get that. But I get that it's a lot on you. When the po it goes back to like that you could when yeah. the possibility like it used to be that you there wasn't a lot you could do just by yourself to get it out. You needed a team, and now there because there's this inkling that you could just make something play it in your car, show it on TikTok, and it could go to number one. Everybody feels like that should be happening for them. Going back to the infinite scroll, can do, uh, which creates tons of anxiety, that like you, someone who's just starting as a musician, aren't also an incredible marketer, aren't also, mm -hmm. and then it, if it's not doing 12 million views, you feel like shit. Yeah. That's tough. But then know? it hurts you for making really art in the future. hard for artists these days. Yeah, yeah because like, it, I mean, having to deal with that anxiety and... It, God, it gets discouraging, right? And the reality is, like, consistency. Consistency. Is the bit, like, you you could have stopped and not showed up and performed on the street yeah. at any moment over those four years. And to be honest, that one moment that you didn't show up could have been the moment that changed your life. Sure. That you missed out on. But the reality is you kept going, you kept swinging. Yeah. So I would say process. Kind of what you're saying, too. Like keep, we, keep up with it. But it's true. Like, the anxiety connected to success on any form of social media, it creates this real crippling mental health thing that like yeah. people start really deeply attaching their value to data and metrics to the point where like it can cripple you to the point where you don't want to make music. You don't want to do it anymore. Yes. Which is the worst. Don't do that. Take a break. It's like, <laughs> it is like, it is a balance. It's really scary. Yeah. It's a fascinating, it's a really good question. It's fascinating to watch and to be a part of it at the same time. Do you think somebody like Halsey should have to make a TikTok go viral mm -hmm. in order to get her major label to work her record? 
I didn't read the article yet. What did she say? Because I'm fascinated. Just by essentially it. that, like yeah. they are not going to release her song unless she crafts a viral moment on TikTok. But I understand both. Yeah. I understand the desire of the artist to just make the art, and then it's also just the reality of the day. I think Florence and FKA Twigs have spoken out about it too. But and if you look at Florence, like I, I wouldn't think Florence is going to work on TikTok. Like that's just not who Florence is. Yeah. And the fact that she's being forced to do TikTok to release her music just to me it seems a little like I get it. It's forced? the business now. No one. No one should force anyone. Yeah. But to your but to your point, it's like it's the new radio promo. You know, this is like this is the new this is the new process. This is how it works. This is how it's working right now. It'll and, change. And it'll change. So you got you kind of got to morph with it. Or be like, I don't want to do that and know that that's one of the most effective ways. Stay, stick to your integrity. and, and but, but there is something to, Clive Davis would say, a hit song is like a tennis ball underwater. It always finds its way to the top. Mm. So, But what, what year did he say that in? <laughs> probably like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I have. It's funny. I've like always had a little bit of a business <laughs> mind. I, if I, so say I started a label and I signed an incredible artist. Um, it would be discouraging if that artist was like, oh, I just don't go on TikTok. Yeah, you'd be. That's true. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. You're you're actively choosing to not do everything you can to make your art touch the most amount of people. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I never thought about that. It's if like I, somebody saying, "I'm not going to go visit Z100." Yeah, I'm not going. Like, okay. I mean, that's you can do that if you want. But I also, as the artist right now, I'm a little like I go through burnouts. Yeah. So maybe Halsey's in a burnout zone. I, I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> I have a new song out. Yeah. I've been doing it. <laughs> I go through burnouts. I make like mm. a bunch that I like the reason you said like, oh, they don't see, feel forced because I'm like, OK, cool. I'm going to do it. This is interesting. I like this. Uh, this one's about my godmother. I'm really into it. Or this one's just like I'm into it today. The thing of writing a song, running a company and then and then staying up on TikTok uh, every single day. You know, Gary Vee makes me feel so intense all the time. <laughs> He's like, if you're not posting for a day, you're missing out on the greatest thing that's ever happened. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cool. I'm not gonna sleep tonight because I believe you. I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, you know, it's it's there's no easy way out. So I have a lot of compassion for Halsey, and uh, and I also have compassion for for labels that are like, this is what's working. We got to figure out a way to do it. Please listen to Andy Grammer's music yeah. and check out his TikTok. Appreciate check you. Yeah, TikTok that uh, logic rap. I didn't know you could rap. You got a little bit. Of oh rap in yeah, you. dude, that's been really fun. Yeah. I'm all words. Yeah. I don't claim to be a rapper, but like spoken word, rapping a little bit on TikTok, and uh, it's been fun. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Andy Grammer, everybody. Awesome. Hello, beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Andy Grammer. Thank you. I appreciate you. Please, please hit subscribe on this podcast, share it with those you care about, and let us know who you should talk to next. At Zach Sang Show on any form of social media. Please be safe. Hug your family if you can. Don't go to jail. I'll talk to you soon. Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. It was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Russack, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Dorastock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herless. Audio producer, Jordan, Jordan Silver. Silver. And that was an episode of The Zach Sang Show.